1: Okay, I think we'll get started. Thank you all for joining us and welcome to Artis' third quarter 2021 results webcast. My name is Heather Nickel. I am Vice President of Investor Relations at Artis. With me today is Artis' President and CEO, Samir Manji, CFO, Jacqueline Koenig, COO, Kim Riley, and Executive Vice President, US Region, Phil Martins. In a few minutes, I'll be turning the floor over to Samir for opening remarks, after which there will be a question and answer session. If you'd like to ask a question, please click on the raise hand button at the bottom of your screen. You'll then be placed in the queue and when it's your turn, you'll be brought into the meeting to ask your question with audio only. Your camera will not be enabled. Our third quarter 2021 results were disseminated yesterday and are available on Cedar and on Artis' website. Before we get started, please be reminded that today's discussion may include forward-looking statements. Such statements involve known and unknown risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from those expressed or implied today. We have identified such factors in our public filings with the securities regulators and suggest that you refer to those filings. As we discuss our performance, please also keep in mind that all figures are in Canadian dollars unless otherwise noted. I would also like to note that today's webcast is being recorded and a replay will be available on our website later this afternoon until Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. With that, I will turn the discussion over to Samir.
2: Thank you, Heather. Good morning to those in the West and good afternoon to those of you in the East here from sunny, beautiful Winnipeg. Welcome and thank you for joining us for our third quarter 2021 results webcast As we've done in previous quarters and in being mindful of your time, I'm gonna keep my comments today brief before transitioning to our Q&A session. It's been a busy few months for us here at Artis. During the quarter, we closed the sale of 32 properties for $761 million in aggregate. This includes the sale of our GTA industrial portfolio which was a significant milestone in the implementation of our business transformation plan and which we feel demonstrates the significant value that exists within artists' diversified portfolio. The remainder of the assets sold during the quarter were considered to be non-core to the REIT and to our long-term strategy. We were able to achieve attractive cap rates on these dispositions by taking a measured and patient approach which we feel validates that there is continued demand for quality commercial real estate assets, despite the current pandemic environment that we still find ourselves in. These asset sales, along with the sales we completed since the announcement of our business transformation plan have been calculated and integral in providing artists with the financial flexibility it has today to meaningfully reduce our debt to gross book value to 44%, and to increase our net asset value per unit to $17.45 at September 30th. They have also provided us with a healthy level of liquidity as we focus on our return of capital and value investing strategies, including our October 24th announcement related to our participation in the investor group to acquire Common R REIT. Before I move on, I should note, that as mentioned last quarter, the sale of the GTA industrial portfolio will generate an increase to our taxable income for 2021. So we expect to make a special distribution to unit holders which may be in the form of or a combination of cash or common units. The special distribution will be declared later in the year and will be based on the amount that the REITs taxable income is expected to exceed its regular annual distributions in 2021. In terms of our day-to-day operations, we continue to identify and improve operational efficiencies and are making strong progress in advancing our ESG program and in our commitment to creating an ESG-minded culture at Artists. This initiative is very important to our board of trustees and our management team. And we look forward to providing updates on this in the quarters to come and in our upcoming 2021 ESG report. To conclude, our business transformation plan has progressed nicely to date. We are pleased with what we've accomplished so far and are confident that if we continue to stay focused on our strategy with the same diligence and discipline, our owners will be rewarded with net asset value per unit growth and long-term value creation in the quarters ahead. I will now turn it back to Heather to moderate our Q&A session.
1: Thank you, Samir. Just as a reminder, if you would like to ask a question, please click the raise hand button at the bottom of your screen and you'll be placed in the queue and brought into the meeting when it's your turn. There will be a momentary delay while your audio is connecting and please remember to unmute your line at the appropriate time. Our first question is from Jonathan Kelcher from TD Securities.
3: Thanks. Uh, good afternoon, hey, Jonathan. Um, first question, just on the the Commonard deal, um, what what percent will you guys own of the um, of the JV with Candarol?
2: Uh, thanks, Jonathan. We at this point are not going to be providing any further uh, color on the uh, details of the transaction. We will wait for the unit holder vote. Uh, slated for late December uh, for common unit holders and then uh, either uh, just before or post completion of the transaction uh, subject again to a positive vote we'll be happy to provide uh, certainly more color and details including answering the question you just asked suffice it to say we've made a significant capital commitment and uh, we look forward to working with our partners in the consortium uh, following a successful vote and completion of the transaction.
3: Okay, um, fair, fair, enough, I guess. Um, so I, I guess then switching gears, the the special distribution you you talked about. I know the the amount's obviously not set yet, but can you maybe give us a a ballpark, uh, maybe a range of of what it might be.
1: I can take that, Samir. I think um, just based on the information that we still have to put through in order to determine our taxable income, we're not in a position right now where we're able to kind of give a, a range on the special distribution.
3: Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm 0 for 2 on questions so far. So I'll go, I'll go one more. Um, I guess just on, on operations and I guess this one's maybe for you, Phil. The the U.S. same property NOI was uh, was weak in the quarter. Can you maybe give us some some color on that, and then your your near term expectations for it?
4: Hey, Jonathan. Yeah, the the, the hard thing with uh, measuring by quarter is that you get a little snapshot a snapshot, and yet what we're seeing generally was uh, this, the decrease in the NOI came from an asset in North Scottsdale, and that's temporary. We had two tenants in this particular asset. One went to another one of ours. The other one left, yet before they even left, we had resigned the entire building. And so this particularly new tenant, which is a credit tenant, will be taking the entire building, but that's only until June of 2022. So we have that asset handled. Another asset uh, is in Minneapolis. And I can't yet report, but uh, I would like to at least make a comment about the quality of our leasing team in Minneapolis, both office and industrial, as well as Madison office and Phoenix office. We've got a really great team and I'm looking forward to sharing some good news uh, in the upcoming quarters on how some of those vacancies are being handled. Uh, Suffice to say, despite the concerns of the pandemic, uh, and how it impacts our office users, we're seeing that some of the bigger users are coming off the sidelines and starting to make decisions, and we're quite pleased. I'm quite pleased right now on how our assets are are performing in that environment. Okay,
3: that that is uh, so so timing related, I guess, on the Phoenix one, and then um, okay, that's that's helpful. Thanks. I'll, uh, I'll turn it back.
0: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola Pepsi or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Okay, our next question is from Matt Loken from RBC Capital Markets.
5: Thank you, and good morning. Um, In terms of your investment in Kalmanar or at least the continuing entity, while you can't provide any details, could you maybe speak to the type of assets that are in the continuing portfolio and, you know, some sort of general range on what sort of leverage the the consortium plans to employ?
2: We uh, are not going to comment on uh, financial uh, metrics at this point, uh, Matt, but again, uh, as I mentioned to John, we will be happy to provide more details post transaction. Uh, As it relates to the portfolio, uh, as has been uh, disclosed, the industrial portfolio is being uh, forward sold. A portion of the office and retail have been committed uh, and that leaves us with uh, still a sizable portfolio of retail and office assets that are in our view Good quality assets that uh, we look forward to owning and stewarding uh, with our consortium partners.
5: So, would these be principally enclosed malls with some value add on the office side, or how should we be thinking about kind of the the operating strategy for this entity?
6: Well,
2: if you uh, if one uh, knows uh, the details (laughs) of the common portfolio. uh, Matt, if you can just go on mute, just while I'm answering, that'll be helpful, I think, uh, for sound purposes. Thank you. If you look at the overall portfolio of 310 assets, uh, it's already been noted that uh, the industrial has been forward sold, and that will reduce your asset base to uh, just south of 120. And then a portion of those 120 are being sold to Group Mark. And that leaves uh, still a sizable portfolio, which includes everything from a value add, uh, retail, uh, which could include uh, enclosed malls to office assets. It's a sizable portfolio, including the keep portfolio at the back end of the transaction that um, includes a mix of assets.
5: And on a go forward basis, what sort of uh, percentage do you think private investments such as this could make up uh, perhaps as a percentage of your balance sheet?
2: I think it's difficult to say at this point, Matt, it's uh, early days. Uh, We haven't even hit the one year mark of uh, our business transformation plan announcement. And we feel uh, alongside our board of trustees, we feel very good as a management team uh, with what we've been able to achieve to date from an implementation and execution standpoint. And the fact that we enjoy today, the level of financial flexibility we have on our balance sheet will allow us on behalf of our owners, the unit holders to be opportunistic as we have been uh, with the commoner, uh transaction to be able to pursue opportunities of varying degrees. Uh, we announced in our quarter Uh, the development in uh, uh, Blaine, which is a suburb of Minneapolis. Uh, We were there a few weeks ago, uh, the entire um, uh, executive uh, with Phil. And, um, you know, these are are opportunities and initiatives that we are both excited about uh, but also confident are going to uh, create and add significant value for our unit holders.
5: And with respect to the the common investment, is that a transaction that will result in fees paid to Sandpiper? And if so, what role did Sandpiper have in underwriting that investment? Uh,
2: there are no fees that artists will be paying uh, to Sandpiper. Uh, the details of, again, the transaction, uh, artists' ownership position, Sandpiper's ownership position, we will be happy to provide those details on the other side of the transaction. And suffice it to say that uh, together, artists and Sandpiper will have a meaningful ownership position uh, in the new entity uh, that will own Commonar. And alongside that ownership, uh, will have a meaningful role to play in the governance uh, of the uh, private entity. Again, alongside our consortium partners at Canderell and Front Four.
5: And last question for me, just on the disposition front, how should investors be thinking about the cadence of potential asset sales in Q4 and over the coming year?
2: As we, as we conveyed in the last quarter call at this point, we anticipate that further dispositions in the near term, including Q4 will be at a single asset level opportunistic. Uh, there's no near term intention to undertake a sizable portfolio disposition similar to what we did in the GTA with our industrial assets.
5: Okay, I appreciate the commentary. Thank you very much. I'll turn it back.
2: Thanks, Matt.
1: Okay, our next question is from Samaya Sayed from CIBC Capital Markets.
7: Thanks. Good morning. Um, not sure I'll get far, but just wanted to ask uh, about the commoner transaction, um, also to just get more color on your broader, I guess, investment uh, framework and philosophy. And if you can pinpoint where you see the biggest uh, value creation opportunity and uh, any thoughts so far on, on returns and the whole period.
2: Uh, Thanks Samaya, and uh, good afternoon, I think you prefaced your question appropriately we're not going to comment at this point on uh, those sorts of details but look forward to sharing some thoughts and context around uh, those specifics and others that have been raised by uh, your um, uh, colleagues in the analyst community uh, post transaction
7: okay um and then just to uh, switch over to your current portfolio and i guess on the remaining industrial um you do have some decent footprint in winnipeg twin cities and houston and just given the demand um what do you think are the prospects for selling more industrial and the timeline for that uh,
2: again uh, we were very pleased with the Uh, progress we're making operationally uh, on both sides of the border across the portfolio uh, within each of our three asset classes. And Sumaya, you're right, our industrial in particular, as we know, in the broader industry context is uh, where we're seeing the strongest demand and uh, commensurate uh, results operationally and financially. Uh, at this point uh, again there's there's no uh, near term intention to do anything of a substantive nature on the MA side uh, with respect to disposing of uh, industrial assets.
7: Okay, and then can you give us an update on how the Calgary office sales are progressing.
2: We've we've been at it for uh, a couple of months now uh, with respect to our five uh, remaining Calgary uh, office properties. And uh, while we've seen uh, interest, uh, this is a market and an asset class within that market more specifically that uh, we all know continues to face uh, significant headwinds. And uh, so we are uh, navigating that accordingly. And Anticipate that we should be able to have uh, some transactions under our belt in Q4. Uh, otherwise, uh, that the balance will we uh, expect uh, complete in Q1 2022.
7: And and how is the pricing uh, measuring up against uh, your expectations of value?
2: Again, you know it's a it's a market that uh, has faced significant challenges. Uh, fortunately, you know the, these five assets uh, represent uh, a very small proportion uh, of our overall asset base. In fact, less than 2% of our uh, IFRS uh, real estate uh, portfolio uh, is um, represented by these five properties. And so whether we hit our, our IFRS value uh, or not uh, will not move the needle in any significant way when it comes to the uh, completion of these transactions.
7: Yeah, makes sense. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Maya.
1: Okay, the next question is from Mario Sark from Scotia Capital.
8: Hi, good afternoon. Can you hear me okay?
2: Yes, hi, Mario.
8: Hi, I promise I will not ask a question on Komenar. Um, I, I wanted to uh, focus a bit more initially coming back to the office market and kind of Philip, you kind of highlighted the, the transitional nature of some of the weakness there in the U S uh, the occupancy in Canada also came down by a similar amount quarter over quarter. Can you maybe talk to uh, what you're seeing in the Canadian office market with respect to your portfolio and, and when we can see those occupancy levels tick back up again?
9: can take that one mario um so for the canadian portfolio it was really related to one property similar to the us was just two and in canada it was just one so we saw a tenant vacate uh in q3 for one office building that we own in edmonton uh subsequent to that we've been able to uh to release around 25 percent of it to occupy before the end of the year so i would say as we come through the summer and you know the the pandemic keeps dragging on Activity is picking up, but it is uh, it is slow, and we're we're working hard to to lease the vacancy as best we can, as indicated by um, the leasing that we did in this property. So, continue to working market by market, um, picking up the leasing where we can, and uh, hopefully it'll pick up throughout the balance of the year as people get back to the office. We're starting to see activity pick up in Winnipeg in terms of. Um, occupancy in the space. So uh, we're optimistic that by uh, early 2022 activity, will start to pick up and we'll start to to see some of those vacancies improve.
8: Okay, Uh, from a capital allocation perspective, what are your kind of higher level holistic thoughts on office uh, going forward coming out of the pandemic, uh, coming out of work from home, uh, hopefully in 22? Is that an asset class? where you see yourself adding capital given valuations, or is it a NASA class where you'd like to reduce exposure over time? Uh,
2: Thanks for the question, Mario. Uh, We, uh, post our GTA industrial uh, portfolio sale, uh, did see, as one can uh, do the math on, an uptick in the representation office has in so far as overall proportion of our GLA within our roughly 20 million square feet of operating uh, assets and uh, that is a ratio that uh, we would like to see be brought down to where we were uh, pre the gta sale and uh, if not even a bit lower uh, relative to our industrial and our retail assets and so uh, we certainly aren't going to see that ratio grow uh, in the near term from a capital allocation standpoint that's not our plan uh, but uh, on the contrary, that we should see that uh, reduce o- over the next few quarters.
8: Okay, and then just maybe an associated broader question with the GTA industrial portfolio. You showed a willingness to, to kind of sell uh, something that's in very strong demand, uh, achieving a very good price. Uh, the equity securities balance is inching up quarter over quarter, consistent with your business transformation plan when you sit back uh, without giving away any of your secret sauce maybe, uh, when you look at asset classes, where do you see the best best risk adjusted return uh, today from a value perspective?
2: Well, Mario, I think we could ask you the same question uh, along with your contemporaries, but uh, uh, that's, uh, that's not for today. Uh, we'll save that for an offline conversation. But uh, look, I think we all know that uh, industrial pure plays uh, as it relates to the public security side in particular uh, are seeing incredible momentum and very strong uh, tailwinds uh, as is multifamily, right behind that uh, whereas the diversified and then other uh, pure play asset classes are not seeing that same level of um, momentum and uh, hence, you know, that's generally speaking where one probably could uh, uh, identify opportunities that could represent a meaningful uh, value place uh, or investment opportunities. And then outside of that uh, public securities bucket, uh, I would say that uh, at least insofar as our own um, experience as a management team and a board at Artists, where we see uh, very compelling opportunities are in uh, the development uh, bucket. And again, particularly as it relates to industrial, uh, we have a strong team in the US. Uh, We were there uh, visiting multiple markets um, last month. And uh, in three of those markets, as you know, we've got sizable developments underway uh, in uh, greater Minneapolis, in Houston, and in Scottsdale. And we'll continue to evaluate uh, development opportunities, particularly as it relates to industrial uh, from a capital allocation standpoint.
8: Uh, Thank you for that. And yeah, the question wasn't necessarily solely confined to the public markets, um, just more so in terms of asset classes, whether it's public or private. If there's, there, if there's anything that sticks out in terms of looking pretty good and, and then maybe just as a follow up, uh, geographically, you can go anywhere and, and do anything. Uh, is there anything that sticks out geographically for the team that's more of a focus today than it was six months ago in terms of opportunities?
2: Well, Quebec certainly is, uh, as you know. And um, we, uh, uh, beyond that, we're not looking to venture as it relates to our direct property investments and developments. We're not looking to venture into any new markets, but instead to harness the uh, boots on the ground uh, presence we have in existing markets. And again, uh, where opportunities surface that uh, our team has underwritten and uh, believes represents an attractive opportunity from a capital allocation standpoint, we will continue to present those to our investment committee and our board for consideration.
8: My last question just comes back to operations uh, with the budgeting process, I'm sure uh, well underway for 2022. Is there a target uh, organic same property and Y growth that you're looking to achieve within the existing portfolio for 22?
2: I'll pass that over to Kim and Jackie.
9: I can I can jump in first. So yeah, we are completing the uh, the 2022 budgets right now we're kind of just getting through the end of that process. So uh, evaluating and we'll probably have more to report um, by the end of next quarter. I don't know if Jackie has anything bad.
1: No, I think that's a good representation of where we're at right now.
8: Okay, thank you for your time. Thanks, Mario.
1: Okay, our next question is from Kyle Leeson.
6: Hey guys, how's it going? Can everyone hear me? Yes, we can. Hi, Kyle. Um, Thanks for taking my question. Um, So I I, uh, buy artists along with a number of other uh, retail investors. Now we've been following you Samir for for quite some time. Um, We know pre-pandemic you, um, you know, we're making certain purchases through Sandpiper and obviously we're consulting um with sandpiper on artists in in a number of purchases on the public market and you had mentioned that there were two companies in particular that haven't been declared so we presume that um, those purchases haven't exceeded 10 percent of the total value of those companies so i guess the question is um, knowing that you've just said you're trying to lower the the ratio of office to the other uh, retail or sorry other um asset classes um, are you continuing to purchase those companies on the open market? We have one in mind that I won't I won't say here, but you've been you've had an interview in which you had said the the NAV was considerably higher than it is trading it now. So we're wondering if if purchases will exceed that 10 percent um, because you 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 had said in the past that you know the the idea is to close that gap to uh, uh, to net asset value. Um, and knowing that these that there are a few companies out there that are still trading at a significant discount, um, is that still the game plan, um, will you guys exceed that 10% threshold? Are you willing to disclose that information or is that stuff that you're, you're keeping pretty close to the chest?
2: Thanks, Kyle. I'll uh, keep my comments limited to uh, what we are focusing on at Artists. Uh, from a, a strategic standpoint, as it relates to our public securities investing, uh, we uh, continue to evaluate Opportunities uh, with our investment committee and our board, and where we believe uh, it makes sense and represents an attractive uh, and compelling uh, uh, situation or opportunity for our unit holders. Again, uh, with the uh, support and approval and direction of our investment committee and board of trustees, we will look to allocate capital accordingly. Uh, It could be to own a Uh, ownership position in an entity sub 10% and where we cross the 10%, we will disclose it accordingly at that time. There's no, uh, at this stage, clear position where we will or we will not uh, look at owning greater than 10%. It really will be case by case. And again, uh, in conjunction with the direction of our board of trustees. Thank you.
1: Okay, our next question is from Mike Marquitas from Desjardins.
5: Hi there, thanks for taking my question. Um, I apologize if I missed this, but Samir, I I think you mentioned earlier that your intention was to get your office exposure back down to where it was pre the uh, industrial sale. And I'm just curious if when you think about your asset Allocation in that manner. Are the investments in securities and subsequent, uh, I guess, ownership structures, if it gets to that point, viewed holistically in that light? Or are you simply referring to things where you have a direct asset ownership interest?
2: Thanks, Mike. Uh, That's a very important question. The commentary that we provided earlier uh, was related to the 100% owned GLA uh, within our portfolio uh and uh hopefully that uh helps clarify yeah that does thank you very much
1: there are no further questions at this time so we will conclude today's webcast if you have any further questions after the call please don't hesitate to reach out to me or Samir and thank you all for joining us we wish you have a wonderful rest of your day
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.